What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Crazy Face Uno podcast, where everyone has a story and everyone's story matters. What's your story? If you'd like to support the show and help us tell more stories like the one you're about to hear, please visit crazyfaceuno.com today, where you can purchase items from our online store or donate. As always, I'm your host, Shane McNeely, and boy, are you in for a treat today. It is my honor and privilege to introduce our guest today from the uh, good old Invisible Children days, Emily Burchett. Welcome, Emily. What's up, Shane? I am super pumped to have you on the show. We had a quick turnaround. I reached out to you yesterday, and here we are. We're recording today, so... I know. Unbelievable. Wild, 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 what wild What I get myself into? I know. Who knows? <laughs> you might regret this one day. No, <laughs> Hopefully, no. there's no regrets. But. Yeah, no regrets, you know? <laughs> yeah, we were just talking before uh, we got going, and it's been like eight years, probably. It's been yeah, a, a hot, hot cool. second. Yep. Yeah. Unreal. I know. Crazy. We met back in the old Invisible Children days. Um, like 2011, you yeah. were running all the bands and teaching us about changing tires. <laughs> That's me. Yep. Those were the good old days. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a what a crazy crazy world. We'll get into that, yeah. I'm sure, eventually, and you know, we can yeah, talk sure. a little as as much as we want to about that. But uh, fill us in. What are I have no idea. What are you up to today? These days. This yeah. Time frame. Um, <laughs> great, great question. <laughs> um, I just moved to Chicago about two months ago wow. um, from the lovely state of Utah. Utah. Um, and you're yeah, from Utah, exactly. right? Yeah, I'm from Salt Lake City. Sorry, nice. there's a um, fire engine in the back if you can hear that. I That's live next good. to two hospitals. Um, Convenient. Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> never afraid of getting injured. Um, but yeah, so I just moved here and that's I have been looking for a job for the last yeah. little bit and I just got one, so that's exciting. Yay, congrats. Yay. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Yeah, I've been like I don't do well not doing anything. So I've yeah. been really um itching for like cabin um, fever. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of what I'm doing. Just got out of Salt Lake to try something new. Nice. And yeah. How's uh how's the weather in Chicago today? Um, listen, it's not great. Um (laughs) 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 Uh, I don't know. I'm used to like not great weather. Well, I think Utah's perfect. Sure. Um, just gonna be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it's like not super abnormal for it to be this cold. Like it's snowing in Utah right now, um, yeah. but here it's just kind of like overcast and cold and windy. Nice. Mm-hmm. It was. <laughs> I'm in Florida now. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, oh yeah, I live I live down in the South Florida area, uh, Coconut Creek. Okay. So just north okay. of Fort Lauderdale, Miami. And, uh, and yeah, I got down to 48 degrees last night. It was the, what? the coldest it's been since I've been here. It's freezing. That seems very cold for Florida. Yeah, I'm wearing like Mind a you, sweatshirt. I don't know much about it. <laughs> yeah, I, 
man, I was just as surprised as the next guy. So yeah. Um, Salt Lake City. What were you doing there? You went to. So after Invisible Children, you went to school, right? You went to college. Yeah, I went to college. Nice. So I grew up in Salt Lake, and then, um, went to the College of Invisible Children right yeah, after right. high school. <laughs> and then went to university in California. Nice. Um, in like LA, the LA area. Um, and did that for four years. And then I moved back to Salt Lake and was there for like almost three years. Yeah. Um, after college and then just moved here. What was your major? Communications with an emphasis in public relations. Ooh, nice. Yeah. That's fun. And Actually, little invisible children uh, plug again, but Alex Collins was actually the one who helped me choose my major. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So I, yeah, I a lot of love for that guy. Yeah, Alex. Uh, so if you're listening, right at the beginning of of uh, the beginning of Crazy Face Uno, um, Alex actually. We lost Alex. He he took his own life, and um, you know we we did some fundraising and we supported that family and and whatnot. It's it's a big loss. It's a big loss to the Invisible Children community, and it's a big loss to uh, yeah, just to the world. I mean, he's just okay. such a good guy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah totally. I miss him. He's influenced so many people and and had such an impact. And you know the yeah. simplest things like helping you choose your major, but it's something that. It's meaningful, it has right? impacted my life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and Alex went to the same college as I did. So he, oh, did he? Yeah, he yeah. graduated like the year before, um, the year before I got there. But like mm, his mm-hmm. legacy, yeah, totally. Like lives School on, parents. you know. Yeah, yeah totally. So. Man, yeah, that's a that's a bummer of a <laughs> of a situation. But you know, it's been. Those those things have really, you know, I've lost a couple friends, um, you know, that have taken their own life and mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, and it's been really hard. It's been tough. It's something. Oh that, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, but it's made There's a me, lot of questions. Mm-hmm, always, mm-hmm. but it's made me appreciate the the people I have in my life, and and yeah. like, it's forced me to be intentional about the people that I have in my life and to make sure they know that I love them and that I'm here for them. And, you know, some of, you know, what we're doing here, telling stories and being able to share your own life and kind of think back and reflect and and think about the things that have impacted you and the the stories and those memories. I mean, it's the simplest things, you know, like you thinking about college sparked the thought of Alex Collins and that's beautiful it's like those little tiny things it could be you're walking down the sidewalk and you see a leaf and it reminds you of a memory that you have you know yeah and (laughs) I love that I think it's important to to think back and to share those those moments and I don't know just connect with one another so yeah yeah I agree well Emily let's go back let's go back to childhood how would you describe your childhood? What was what was your childhood like? Um, I had a great childhood, I think. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I was born in Salt Lake, grew up in Salt Lake. Yeah. I lived in the same house my entire life until I moved out at 18. Nice. Um, my You're parents like... like just recently moved out of that house. 
Were you like in the city of Salt Lake? Yeah, well, yes, kind of. I lived, nobody's going to know this unless they're from Salt Lake, but like in the Sugar House Foothill area, which is like very central. It's pretty close to um, like the freeway where you can get up to the canyons very easily. So although I was like in Salt Lake, like my address, I could get up to Park City within like 20, 25 minutes. So it was very central. I went there few years ago one of my best friends from college he was in my wedding joel hartzell he lives there and uh so i went we went to visit him yeah so So i kind of know where you're talking about like we went up to park uh park city City. yeah we went into you know climbing and some of the like little yeah areas there it's a really fun little space oh yeah it's it's um an outdoor paradise yeah you can kind of can be anywhere be anywhere yeah. yeah really quickly like the um, national parks yeah. or the ski resorts yep. or great hiking and climbing so that's kind of what I grew up doing um my I have three sisters three See, um, I didn't know that yeah oh, three yeah sisters. yeah I'm the youngest of four girls nice yeah and so um but my parents were both uh educators and okay. so they had the summers off. Mm. And so we always did stuff during the summers. Like yeah, just perfect. I did things with my parents. Like I didn't have like a nanny or mm-hmm. a babysitter or anything like that. Like we were going camping and we were um, like driving down to the national parks or yeah. um, going skiing or biking or whatever. Not skiing during the summer, but you know what I'm saying? Like we were just like always outside. And I think that really... Um, like impacted my childhood. I just had, I remember having a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, I definitely got that vibe when I was there. It's just this like outdoorsy, very yeah. like you. If you don't enjoy the outdoors, then maybe that's not the right place for you. But if you right. if you do, it's definitely like yeah. If you don't mind the weather's, like it gets really yeah. hot in the summer. It's like a hundred and something, and it gets really cold in the winter. It's it's like a, the best ski area in the United States. So, mm, yeah, it's if you like weather, it's great. <laughs> yeah, and you get a little bit of everything, which is nice. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. What um, did you ever say like what you know? How, like a lot of kids are like, oh, I want to be a doctor, or I want to be a lawyer, or whatever it is when you grow up. Like, did you ever say you wanted to be something when you grew up? Um, I think. I, well, I mean, I really wanted to be a paleontologist. Nice. Um, I really was impacted by Jurassic Park at an early age. (laughs) I think my dad let me watch it too, too, probably too young, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I just, like, I wanted, I literally wanted a toothbrush and um, some dirt, and I just wanted to, like, clean off rocks. That's awesome. That's awesome. but yeah, I don't think I had like a serious like I yeah. want to be this when I grow up, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that's I fun though. Like, liked, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it uh, is just like the dumb things that you wanted to be when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. That aren't dumb, right? No, for sure. Like, they're like they're just imaginative, you know. And <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. They're like it's just funny to I I like the question because I think it puts in perspective like the mindset that you were in at that time, you know. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, like, man, when you're a kid, you have no idea. Like, you're just like, Mm -hmm. 
da, 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 just out to yeah. lunch. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like my sister, my, the sister that's closest to me in age, she always wanted to be a teacher. Really? And that was like from a young age. Like she um, would like, we would play school, which is like a common thing for kids to play yeah but she would like actually teach like she would have like a curriculum we would like read a book and we would like (laughs) learn how to um like what a period means and how to pause at a comma when reading yeah and like she taught me how to like read aloud that's so Um, cool yeah 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 and and that's what she grew up to be she has like her master's in education and uh she like could be a principal she has that whatever certificate so, I mean, sometimes when you know, you know. Yeah, I envy those I, people. I was just about to say, I wish. <laughs> I still have no idea what I want to do. Right there with you, girl. Right there with you. It's all good. It's all good. How, was your, how would you describe your relationship with your sisters? Um, great. Uh, so, I'm, I was a mistake. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Which is beautiful, right? A happy um, but accident. I'm like... Yeah, that's what they say when I say I was a mistake. They're like, no, you were a beautiful surprise. I'm like, okay, we get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I um, am nine years younger than my oldest sister. Okay. And I think five years from my closest. Gotcha. And my, my other sisters are like a year apart and then 18 months apart. Or two years apart and then 18. I don't know math very well, but they're very close in age. Yeah. Um. But I feel like I was, like, very close to them. I mm. mean, again, it's like that we spent summers together, so I was, like, constantly around them, even yeah. though they were older than me. And um, even when, like, they started moving out, like, we would chat on the phone or whatever. I think now we're much, much closer because, um, like, some of my sisters have kids, and so it's just, like... I don't know. We're very, we're almost grossly tight knit family. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I know uh, Dana, my wife. She always, she always says like her family's awkwardly close, and yeah, I'm like, I don't think it's that awkward. Does that mean that I'm awkwardly close with my family? Like, <laughs> well, maybe honestly. <laughs> yeah, maybe like it's like legit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just true. know like some of my friends like they don't um say I love you to their like saying I love you is a little bit of a a weird thing to say to their sibling or to their parent or whatever and that's like if I don't end a phone call with I love you like I will call you back because yeah I need to confirm you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. it's like very much you know we hug we still kiss on the mouth which is probably weird um (laughs) whatever (laughs) But Man, like, people get know, weird about that stuff, but like at the end of the day, who cares, right? Like yeah, if you're if yeah. you're okay with it, and like it makes you guys closer and happy, yeah. and who then who cares? It's your thing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, very close to my my sisters. They definitely are um, like a very important part of who I am. All right. So pre like pre middle school. Like, is there, what's the first thing that came, that comes to mind when I ask the question, like, what's your favorite memory from childhood? Pre-middle school? 
Yeah, like I before. Was a baby. I don't remember anything. Like, th- oh, like well, that's like childhood, you know? Like, is there yeah. like one, is there a summer that sticks out to you that you're like, this was the best summer ever? I mean, I think like a lot of the memories that come back when I think about being that young are like, yeah, being in a campground. Um, like one, I don't know why this is coming to my head, but we used to camp at this place called Moose Meadow. I don't know what it's actually called. Sure. But for a really long time, I didn't know that like moose were pretty dangerous mm. as creatures because at this place we would like feed them from <laughs> our hands. Yeah. And like they would come up to our tents and they would like just we lived amongst these moose. moose. <laughs> and it wasn't until I was older that people were like, no, like. They are very. They can be very aggressive. Yeah, they are um, giant animals too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They're I, huge. I saw. So I went. I went camping. I've gone camping a few times up in uh, northern Minnesota, okay. on the Superior Hiking Trail, and I would see these moose mm-hmm. tracks, and I was like, oh, I've never seen one like just in the wild. You know, I was like, man, yeah. I want to see a moose so bad. They're like fresh tracks, and I was like, oh, I was like always keeping my eyes out for them, but. Did, did you see? No, never did. Oh, I know. They they're like um, horses on stilts. Like <laughs> they're just big, yeah, they're big and lanky. What they're a fun cool. story, though. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. What kind of like now looking into like adolescence, you know, middle school, high school? What kind of student were you? Okay, let's chat about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been a good student. No. And I don't think I'm stupid. I just, um, I like had a learning disability and they found that pretty young. Like when I was in third grade, I sure. was diagnosed with dyslexia. Yeah. Um, which a lot, it's super common. A lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of, um, yeah, people have it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if, so both my parents are, actually have emphasis in special education sure so they were like right on it they got me tested early they like knew and they had me in extra reading classes so I think I was burnt out on school before I even like hit high school yeah Um, because I was taking I would go to my regular school, which I went to Catholic school. We can unpack that later. Um, (laughs) But I would go to my whatever, 8 to 245 school. And then after school, I'd walk home, wait for my dad to pick me up. And then I would go to a reading class for like an hour and a half. And uh, then I would come home and like be done for the day if I didn't have homework or whatever. So I was getting a lot of schooling and that I did that through up until eighth grade. I was taking extra school outside of school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just just to like get me on the reading level and then like my math would suffer because of that. So I just never was a good student, but boy, was I fun to be around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like what, what would you, what do you think you're like? So school wasn't your thing, but what was? Like, what was your strength? What was, like, was it friends, like, being? Yeah, I think I had to, like, develop, right, like that. So I would get made fun of. Nobody wanted me to read out loud in class. And what do you do, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade? You're constantly reading out loud in class. And you're 
having to solve math problems right. in order to go to recess on time. And if it was me who ha- was chosen, it was like, <laughs> oh, great. Emily's yeah. going to cause us to, you know, so I had to develop kind of a, Coping a little bit of a wit. Yeah. yeah. And like, be like, okay, sorry, I'm ruining this for everybody. But like, here we go. Look at me dance this little jig and yeah. giggle. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So, and then I, you know, I definitely had to be, I think, a little bit more like empathetic toward other people because mm. I, um, I identified with people who are struggling. Yeah. So I think that helped me with, I think I'm a very emotional human being and I kind of, as like hokey as it might sound, but I feel for other people. Like mm. when I see other people, feeling a certain way whether it's happy or sad or whatever angry i tend to feel that i'm with you um which can be exhausting when you're around a lot of people yeah it's like a blessing and a curse at the same time right right? exactly yeah it's awesome Mm -hmm, it's like the superpower you feel like you have Mm -hmm. but it also like if you're around a bunch of people that are sad and negative it's like here we go like here i am yeah exactly yep Um, have you ever taken the enneagram test deal personality test thing can you tell me what the ones are um it's like one through nine so it's like numbers yeah i don't really remember yeah i have taken it it's like a four or six or i don't i don't even want to i shouldn't have even said that i don't know what they are yeah i'm a four and i would say that you're probably a four as well (laughs) uh, just based on what you described but i i'm not really super knowledgeable about it yet i just kind of have learned and I, acquired have about you the, done your strengths the strengths finders i have man i've taken so many of those test things okay that's the one that i've kind of connected yeah. with what, that i like and what's that one like that's like the enfp thing right no oh. no but that one's great too this one is like strength you i'm trying to think if we did it at invisible children i don't think we did but i did it in college And um, there's, like, a list of, like, I don't know, 90-something strengths. Mm. And then um, you take this test, and it it says, like, okay, all of these are things that you, like, that humans are good at or, like, traits that humans have. And here are your top five strengths. These are the the five things that when you took this test, they popped up multiple times. And so these are the things that you're probably really good at. Sure. Um, and so instead of focusing on, oh, I'm not a very good reader. I should take a thousand more reading classes. It's like, oh, you're really good at development. Let's work on your development skills yeah. and be the best. Playing develop- to your like, strengths versus yeah, you playing know, to like your trying strengths to like instead of your weaknesses. be this average thing. But like, right. Yeah. Right. If you're not good at something, why try really hard to be average at it when you can look at your strengths and really play up those and be something that's kind of great? I mean, I don't know how much I really buy into it, but um, I think it's helped me. Yeah. At least with like the jobs and feeling more confident is like knowing what I can bring to the table. Yeah, it's like self discovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like understanding yourself more. Like, oh, that makes sense because I do this, 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 and this. You know, and yeah, just kind of helps you understand yourself. Yeah, Yeah. I've, I know I've taken that. I've taken so many of those over the years. Like, 
different yeah, things because totally. I'm always like interested in yeah, what it has to more. say about me. But, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I get them all confused and like mixed together. So yeah, totally. Myers Briggs, right? String Finder, Enneagram, whatever you know. Now the horoscopes are all popular. I feel so yeah. not. I used to be so young and hip with the kids, and now I just feel so old because. <laughs> They're like everyone's talking about the the horoscopes, and I'm like, when did I? What is yours? Do you know? I'm a Pisces, but apparently there's like your moon sign, your sun sign. There's I don't know any of that. Yeah, exactly. I'm Sagittarius. That's about all I know as well. Okay, well, and listen, you can say that, and a lot of people would be like, Oh Oh, yeah, you're one of those. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, Cool, Sagittarius. Yeah, that's why. When's your birthday? (laughs) Right, I'm the same way with you. When you said Pisces, is that what you said? Yeah, I'm like, Yeah, beats me. Isn't that like the crabs or whatever? No, it's fish. Oh, fish. See. I was close. Shellfish. Yeah, I wouldn't even guess what a Sagittarius is. <laughs> I don't even know. I think it's a horse or something. I don't know. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Um, <laughs> were you involved in, like, extracurriculars in, you know, middle school, high school, or that time of your life? Oh, yes. <laughs> do you um, tell. Do you tell. I have a, I have a funny story. Um, so I was, I played soccer, mm-hmm. um, and I played basketball. Nice. Um, and then I did gymnastics. Nice. Um, but I played like, um, soccer and basketball through my school. Yeah. And then I just signed up for gymnastics cause I really thought I was going to be like, the next. I was going to make it big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I played in seventh grade I like got super into basketball it was like all my friends were playing mm-hmm. so I was like I'm gonna play mind you I'm not like um I'm not coordinated <laughs> <laughs> and like uh I don't know I was like decent at soccer I was just lazy um sure. but anyway so I'm playing basketball I practice all the time I think I get into like some games but like very rarely and this one game um, I'm in, and it's right after halftime, and I get the ball, and I go for a layup, and I make it, and it was the first basket I ever made, and I'm, like, stoked on life. I'm like, you guys, did you see this? I just made a basket, my first one ever, and all I see is, like, mad disappointment in everyone's eyes. <laughs> And I'm like, what? Why is everyone so mad at me? And then I realized that we had switched hoops. <laughs> and oh, no. I was, like, mortified. I started crying. I was like, coach, take me out. Take me out right now, coach. I need, I need to get out of this game. Oh, no. And so he didn't want to take me out, but he eventually did. Anyway, moral of the story is my dad got me ice cream because I made my first best. That is the best story. That's one of the best <laughs> stories I think that we've ever told on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I I'm like I knew that you'd have some dandies. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like cry laughing right now. It's so funny. Man. Yeah, how well, did that I'm glad like I can bring you joy because it was mortifying. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm sure it was the worst. Those are the best stories though. The ones that yeah, like at the yeah. time you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. Yeah. And now you're it like was... 
so embarrassing. Uh, and I was already like the Ray. I'm like the dyslexic girl who has <laughs> who can't um, play sports. Oh, man. And my my school, I, let me tell you, like everyone was an athlete. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Even like, so I went to a small Catholic school. There were like 30, I think at the most, there were 32 kids in my class. I graduated with 30 kids in eighth grade. Um, and we spent kindergarten through eighth grade together. So I know all those schools. Like I still talk to a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and they all, I swear if maybe 10 of us didn't play college sports. Wow. Like, they all went on to do, they were just, like, it was just a sporty class. So I always kind of felt inferior in growing up. <laughs> wow, that's crazy, though. That Yeah, that's, yeah. like, a high number. I mean, I my yeah. graduating class was, like, 120, so not in, in gigantic. Middle uh, Middle school, no, probably smaller than that. I don't know. But high school, high school was, was, what, like 120? Yeah. yeah, mine was, like, 175. Okay, so mine was even, like, a little smaller. So Yours it was probably, was like, a little smaller. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean that's crazy as well. I mean, I don't know. I I like the small town. Like I like the small school like vibe. Yeah. I was talking with somebody the other day about that. I'm like, I just think it provides a little more like well, it's a blessing and a curse maybe, especially if you you know don't feel like you're good enough or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. It like creates this like pride around the extracurriculars, around your school, around yeah, you know, and it, it's like totally the some of my favorite things or the things that like I feel like motivated me was you come in on a Monday you know I was a wrestler I, I wrestled we played soccer or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you'd have these like yeah. games or you'd have tournaments on the weekends and you come in on a Monday and be like Shane placed you know first at the North Docs Invitational this weekend like you know and uh, over the announcements yeah. and it's such a people small thing know. but it's yeah it like felt people good. cared about it yeah and like yeah. it felt yeah. great and yeah. I don't know those things That's were awesome. always fun. Yeah, I was doing the announcements because nice. I didn't have anything to say about myself. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I did the um, announcements in high school, and I was the mascot. You were? What was your mascot? Yeah. Well, we, we were the bulldogs. The bulldogs. Hank nice. the tank. I wore like a huge vest, so you couldn't tell if I was a boy or a girl. Yeah. And um, yeah, I had like the big mascot. Uh, head thing costume yeah, yeah. oh yeah nice. i went to all the games you'd be great at that oh it was so fun that's awesome that's awesome yeah. that's so fun that is cool did yeah, uh it wasn't like a nerdy thing to do let me just tell the viewers <laughs> or i guess listeners yeah i was cool in high school i promise <laughs> i'm i'm sure you were you're like you're like the life of the party you're always fun you're like fun to be around you're great oh thank you that's so nice yeah. You're the best. <laughs> what was it like? I try. <laughs> <laughs> you do a great job. Thank you. Anybody listening that knows you knows I'm telling the truth and <laughs> would agree with me. I know. Uh, you mentioned Catholic school. Yes. How was that? What was that experience like? Yeah. I mean, so I liked it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's uh, so Salt Lake for all of the people who don't know and i don't know if you know the shame but it's like pretty yeah. much like owned by the lds church yep. the mormons yeah i did know that. um so there's like a high volume of mormons especially like downtown mm-hmm. um i think it's not as densely populated as like provo which is 
a city nearby. But anyway, um, so there was just like a lot of Mormons and they're pretty restrictive. Like they can't hang out on Monday nights. They can't do anything on Sunday. Like, I don't know. And the bar closes at like midnight. Oh my gosh. If there is even a bar. Yeah. They can't drink. They don't drink coffee. Um, I don't even think you can have like tap beer. Can you? Isn't, doesn't it have to be like in a bottle? No, they can't have any. Well, I know, but like in the city, like, oh, oh, oh. I think it's like the the laws are changing now, which is nice. But like originally, so one of the the loopholes is like, so like you couldn't, um, you couldn't have a liquor license in a lot of places, but if there was like a hole in the wall that you could see through to the other wall, you could have a liquor license for both of those places Uh. in just one. So they would, there's like a lot of, like, like share. bar, restaurant, yeah. share, yeah, things. But I just remember bombers anyway. when I was there, like the bigger, you know, the bigger beer bottle, like the. Okay, yeah, yeah, like a stout uh, or thirty-two ounces, you know. Okay, yeah, 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 sure. Like sure. those were, like you couldn't get. I don't know. There was like some weird thing. There's a that percentage was like, law. Yeah, it there's a percentage changed. law, like four-two, yeah. right? Like yeah, yeah, Something crazy, like that. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but then I went to Catholic school, so I was around non-mormons sure a lot and um like pretty much any religion or non-religion went to the private schools because the public schools were very predominant with mormonism lds yeah Yeah. um so i mean you can fact check me on all this stuff but this is what it was like for me growing up um i went to like jewish preschool and was a member of the Jewish Community Center and nice. went to Catholic school. But I liked it because I liked to have a uniform. I never had to worry about what other people thought of my clothes. Sure. Um, you know, private schools tend to have, like, more wealthy people. And sure. my parents, like I said, were both educators. The only reason why we really went there was because my dad worked at the high school. And so we got, like, a tuition discount. Yeah. Um you know, like, I just never felt like I was being judged based on, like, um, my socioeconomic background or whatever. Yeah. Um, because we just all had to wear the same stuff. Which is the argument for that. I mean, that's, like, an argument right. for, like, yeah. having uh, uniforms. Totally. And I get that it's not for everyone. Like, there sure. were a lot of kids who wanted to, like, kind of spruce it up, and I think they did, and it was cool that they could, like, kind of show their... Express themselves. Se- yeah. Express, yeah, express themselves. So I don't love, like, a strict uniform, but sure. for me it was nice. And I also just, like, never had to worry about, I don't know, getting dressed in the morning. It was just yeah. always picked out for me. Isn't it, like, uh, um, isn't that why uh, Apple guy forget his name steve jobs steve jobs he like wore the same thing every day didn't he yeah i because, think so like, that <laughs> it like took the mind frame or like it, it like was one thing you didn't have to think about and he just yeah, like, wore the exactly. same thing all the time yeah i think he had like black and gray shirts yeah and like jeans yeah it was like the same thing yeah yeah i mean makes sense i do think it's helpful i really do i don't yeah. know i that's yeah just my opinion <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I liked going to Catholic school. It was fine. It was fun. Um, yeah. Nice. I think it's very different. I, I also learned this, um, I think, from being on the road um, with IC. But uh, 
Catholicism in other states is very different than it was in Utah. Really? So, like, in, not to get, like, too political, but, like, in Utah, like, the Catholics are, like, the Democrats, they're, like, okay. you know, they drink, they're, yeah. like, more liberal. social justice, yeah, more liberal, um, whereas, like, in other, I didn't know this until leaving Utah for the first time, but, like, yeah. in other states... Catholics tend to be more conservative and yeah. that kind of blew my mind. It's a mixed, it's mixed. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, it's interesting. See, like I grew up in, you know, like the evangelical Christian church. So mm-hmm. like the Protestant side of things. And so that was always the more stuffy side and the Catholics were always the more liberal side in my okay. world as well. Okay. okay. But like, I think overall, like in society in general, it's just another you know, there's just more restraints than like normal, yeah. like just society in general, you know? So totally. I would, I think there's like, depends on what group you tribe, you like associate mm-hmm. yourself with, you know? Right. Totally. But, yeah. It's interesting, but I can totally see that in, you know, my little, the little amount of time I spent in Utah. It's an interesting place. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's weird. It's so beautiful. It's just it's unique. Weird, but it's so beautiful. Yeah, like there's not, it's just got its own feel, its own thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. For sure. Did you ever like get in trouble or were you like, did you keep your, <sighs> keep your nose clean while you were such, in? Yeah, I was such a good, because I, I got to see my sisters mess up, right? Yeah. Um, and kind of like learn from their mistakes. Like sure. I got away with a lot of things. Um, but I also wasn't doing yeah. that many things. Right. Um, like, I never really drank, even in high school, until, like, my senior year. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, I wasn't, like, a goody two-shoes, but I wasn't, like, I don't know, I was just Weren't in. Weren't going until, on like, your way, though. Yeah. yeah. I was in theater, and um, I don't know, I was just, like, busy after school. I was on the swim team in high school. Nice. Um. So I wasn't really, like, doing much other than, like, being a good kid. <laughs> yeah. Is high school when you learned about Invisible Children? Yeah. Yeah. High school is, uh, they came to and did a presentation um, at one of our assemblies, I think, when I was a freshman. Okay. Yeah, because you, you went to Uganda yeah. with... Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, I ended up on a trip you, actually. I'll let and... you explain this story, but <laughs> I was I was thinking about that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, my this I mean, this is like the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, <laughs> and like doesn't make any sense, but um yeah, when I was in high school, Invisible Children came my freshman year and like did a presentation and I was like super stoked on it yeah and then the next year they came back right because that's what we love to do yep and um <laughs> get your foot in the door and just keep on going <laughs> exactly um and then uh i didn't want to go to school that day i wasn't feeling very well but i was like i don't want to miss this assembly because i really liked it last year but also i don't want to be sad again anyway <laughs> so i ended up going yeah and they were like doing this thing at the time uh, Invisible Children was doing this thing at the time where you could win like a trip to Uganda to see the um, like the different programs that they were doing we were doing at the yeah. time. 
And one of the ways was if you won like a golden ticket, like straight up Willy Wonka, right? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory status. <laughs> um, which you were on the road at this time, right? Uh, I I, I came in fall two thousand ten. Yeah, so this is this is fall two thousand ten. Really. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Are you sure? No, no. It was a little bit before I that like, because we okay. tried. You were in Go, right? The documentary yeah. Go. No, 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 no. No, that was before. So they they showed Go. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say that's what I showed was Go. Yeah, they showed Go for me to win this trip. Okay, that's what I bought. Um, so it was like after that. Whole... Oh wait, maybe did I show Go? I don't know what I showed. I honestly, it all kind it, of blends yeah, together. Yeah, I've been there too right? long. It was too many. When? Yeah, exactly. And when you do multiple tours, it's like, which one was that? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It was like Tony to Go. Yeah. I know Go was one of them, but. At one point, we were showing the rescue on my second tour. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, I won I won a golden ticket. I, like, bought a DVD, opened it up, and there was a golden ticket inside. Wow. And, like, my life completely changed. I was 15 at the time. <laughs> and I went to Uganda when I was 16. And started working for Invisible Children when, as soon as I graduated. I deferred my college acceptance. Um, was only, I think this is like a lot of people's story, but was only supposed to do one tour. Yeah. Um, and uh, ended up just saying no to college. <laughs> yeah. Um, like saying no thank you and doing another two I did another tour I did two tours I did um intern like a movement internship where we did um move DC where we mm. got like people to go to DC yeah. I remember that and then um I went on the road again after that um for just like a half a tour yeah like a fill in um, yeah um, well, kind of, it was a, it was called the Blitz tour. We oh. were doing the, the other fourth estate, which was like another mm. conference that we did. Okay. And so like Brian, Carlos and I went on tour. Nice. It was just us, just the three of us. Man, um, crazy. So if you're listening and you're not familiar with Invisible Children, so when she's, no, you're totally fine. We've talked about it a lot. So most people probably do know. And a lot of people are associate with Invisible Children anyway, but, um, a tour is like 10 weeks uh, we go on the road, um, we go to high schools, colleges, places of worship, and we share a documentary. And you talk about what's going on, the ways that you can get involved and to help with the issue um, in the LR- with the LRA in you know, Central Africa. And it, uh, yeah, each, each tour had a different specific like ask, basically, and different right. things we were working on and you know, when you were still in school, it was probably schools for schools. And you yep. know, a lot of that was like the push. And basically it was like schools in, you know, the States or in Canada or whatever, like Western world helping schools uh, raise money and, and support schools in um, uh, Uganda, which was where the conflict originally took place. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of help rebuilding those schools and, and getting people back on track with their education. Which is pretty cool. Exactly. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. It doesn't go away. 
in no, LA. I don't, right? LA. It's like amazing. You just flip that switch. And Get it's right like, back into Ta-da! it. Yeah. I guess we did it, did it enough, you know, like yeah. 10 weeks to at least generally two days, two times a week or two oh, times a day. Oh, two times a day. Yeah. At least. For like seven days a week. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, cool. What was, what was that like? So you went to Uganda when you were 16. Yep. And yeah. I I had never been out of the United States before. I had really only ever been to like Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like, I think California once. Um, what did your family so, think? Like, what, what did your parents think when you told them? You're like, I want a I, trip. <laughs> can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. How freaking crazy. They let their youngest daughter yeah. go to <laughs> another continent Yeah. Uh, at 16 with people they didn't know right. and like an organization that was like pretty established, but yeah. like being young run by young people. Young and hip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're absurd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they were like into it. I mean, I yeah. think, um, the, like, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I think like the religious aspect of it kind of like thought my dad, he was like, well, if this, you know, if it was meant to be like, you got to do it, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but he definitely like he talked to Margie and Zach, who were two people who worked at Invisible yeah. Children, who were kind of in charge of that program at the time, um, and like asked a bunch of questions. You know, they emailed back and forth. I think, mm-hmm. and um, Zach eventually it was just kind of like they couldn't say no. Um, it was like too good of an opportunity, you know what I mean? Yeah. Was, the only thing I had to pay for was my shots. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What a, so, I what mean, a cool was, experience. Yeah, it, and it really was. It was totally. I mean, that's. I was already in. You know what I mean? Yeah. But after going there, it was like one. I had this like immense uh, sense of guilt. I think mm. because. Everybody else on the trip had fundraised so much money mm, to be there. Yeah. And had like done all these really rad things to get themselves on this trip. And I was like, I did nothing. I literally opened it like a documentary. <laughs> it was um, meant to be so, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But it like at that time, I was just extremely insecure about it. Yeah. Um, because I just was like, why, why, why am me? I here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's when I was like, well, I'm, I have to like pursue this. Yeah. If it was like, given to me, um, I need to, to make it right. So, um, and plus like I, when you, did you go, did you ever go? I haven't, I haven't been. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so that's, I think that's even more incredible. Um, But, like, when you go and you see the schools or you see, like, the programs that Invisible Children was doing or is currently still is doing, um, like, it's hard not to be all chips and committed to to the cause. Yeah. Um, And so... Which is pretty much what everybody says that's gone. I mean, celebrities, too. 
you know, students. Right, totally. It's like everybody's like yeah. all been all in, you know, when I, whenever they've gone. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, like, yeah, I think the development side of Invisible Children, like obviously they have learned a lot, but I think they're doing things really, really right Yeah. Um, on that front. Um, so, yeah, that's I was like, OK, well, then I'm just going to do this instead of go to college, which right. Like I was already burnt out on school before mm-hmm. even going to high school. So it wasn't it's a nice break that. Yeah, it wasn't a hard decision for me. The hardest decision was going back to school. Mm. I didn't want to do that. I just, I still don't really see, I, I understand why people go to college. I don't think there's a need for it. Um, Mm. nowadays, um, you can totally be successful without a college degree. And I know that's like not a popular opinion. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. I think that pendulum's kind of swinging back. You know, there was a time when that was like the bee's knees. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, that totally. was the thing that like you were guaranteed to to be out of. You know, you, you were guaranteed yeah. to not have to worry about money and to be mm-hmm. like financially set. And yeah, you were getting, nowadays you were gonna get a job. Yeah, nowadays it's almost it's like the opposite in some ways. It's right. like well, you can go and take this chance, and then like good luck you know yeah. like you'll yeah. have all People this care debt way then... more about experience than they yeah. do about like your college degree right. but it's like how are you supposed to get right a everybody has job yeah. when you're a full-time student yeah and yeah. everybody has this like marker of this uh well you've got to get your education so like the right. you know like job applications it's like requirements like a four-year degree mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. like yeah. bachelor's in whatever and yeah totally like but you also want 10 years experience. So how, how, are you, yeah, how like, am I supposed to do that? Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. It's, it's hard. It's miserable. <laughs> yeah. But I do think, I mean, college obviously is like, if you're going to be a doctor or in like, you know, anywhere in the yeah. medical field or like, it's absolutely a great option. Um, Tell me this though. Think- so like if you, if you didn't go to invisible children and have those life skills that you gain mm-hmm. from invisible children, because Invisible Children was this environment. It has fostered this environment. Like, you, it's not that you weren't learning every single day. You know, it's not that you weren't like we had. We had stuff we had to learn. We had, you know. Oh, absolutely! I was doing accounting at eighteen. I had no idea how to do accounting. Exactly. You know? like, we were I learning was about public speaking. I was doing absolutely. Yeah. And you're figuring yeah. out mileages and how I could get places at a certain time. Like it's right. constantly thinking and yep. doing things. Well, and even like learning about international development and oh, yeah. you know, social justice and totally. the education world. Like you learn the mm-hmm. ins and outs of like yep. high schools and you know how their programs totally. work, how they yep. like your ability to get into a school, sometimes it was like reaching out to the history department and having yep. the curriculum that we provided for them to be able to get into that school. Sometimes it was an all school assembly, you know, it was just yep. learning the ins and outs of those different things. And you learn real life skills and you were empowered to do so. And you were empowered yep. to like take charge and, and to go after it. Nobody was holding you back, but you. And uh, yep. I, so with that, like without that, without going to invisible children do you see the benefits being greater going to college yeah yeah um because i i kind of do like i went i did the college route and then went that you know to invisible children so that was different but i i don't know i think that 
I think that... I think it's good because kids are you're, you're so young when you graduate high school. Yeah. Like I I feel like I always thought like you know when you're younger you think oh my gosh a high school graduate is so old a college graduate is sure. ancient yeah. anyone above a college graduate is like basically dead. Yeah. And now I'm like you're a ba- you're an actual infant when yeah. you graduate high school you're maybe a teenager when you're graduating college yeah it's mind and (laughs) yeah and so it's like i I do see the benefit in college for somebody who's like maybe doesn't have like um a strong like work ethic or like um idea of what they want to do um yeah yeah, I think it, it teaches you some of those really skills. A really expensive time in your life yes. of learning how to be a human being. I I really want you know I want to have kids someday, and I really want to encourage mm-hmm. them to like. I felt like I wanted to go to college because I didn't. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be like the rest of my my friends and peers, and mm-hmm. you know, and I picked a major and all that, and here we are. But um, I I want I. I didn't know what I really wanted to do. You know, I would encourage people to like, man, take a, you know, six months to a year and like find, find the thing that you think you want to do and get involved in that somehow. Right. Like have this internship, have a starter program, like be Mm -hmm. an office assistant to someone in that field or whatever it is just to know and be like, oh, that's what they do every day. Yeah. Try it out. Do I want to do that? I think. That's like a um, a luxury that a lot of people don't have, right. but I think it's such like it could be so great for everyone if yeah. they just start as soon as you went, like graduated from college you did or from high school you did like a year of exploring different fields yeah so that when you went into college you were more motivated to do you knew what you were doing yeah. To do the thing. So like I, so communications, public relations, I, with Alex's help, figured out that like, okay, because of County 2012, one of the campaigns that we did, like the kind of PR side of that was extremely interesting to me. How, like, how did things go so wrong? (laughs) How did things go so right? Yeah how does a company organization person come back from something like this? And I was fascinated by that. So my communications, my public relations classes, PR theory, PR, um, like in society, whatever, like all of these classes that I was taking, I was, I was not, um, I have to read this. It was like, I want to read another case study. I want to read because I was so fascinated by how, it worked and it was because of this like time in invisible children in my past in invisible children history that like really made me curious about public relations. Right. Um, How did your perspective I, change once you like, you know, of like Coney 2012 and that like era, or, like, you know, like you mentioned what went so wrong and yet kind of right. And, these those well, things like did you learn things and you're like oh that's this makes sense or like did you 
do you ever think through like that when lens? I was in college? Yeah, now that you've gone through yeah. college. Oh, like yeah. Yeah, totally. It was like, oh, that's what they were doing. Mm. This is why we did that. Mm. Because we did hire a, a PR company Yeah. Um, at the time, which Actually. was great because it was like just one we had one communications intern yeah um so yeah i think like monica yeah, was, who we had a yeah. who's been on the podcast as well oh was she of, on yeah yeah she's been on as well That's so, great. yeah yeah so um yeah i think i learned a lot about like how well we did things from mm. a pr standpoint um but how necessary having those um already set up in a company is like so what people like it's not something that people think about yeah Um, and it's not something i think organizations or companies want to think about they don't want to think about why you need a pr person until you need it yeah it's like insurance yeah Yeah, because it's like you you don't need insurance until you need it and then you need it exactly you know exactly and then you like can't live without it like Mm -hmm. totally totally so yeah i mean my my perspective changed a lot um after like having now having a degree in it but Mm -hmm. um also there's so much to learn and like you really have to be in practice and i was working in so this is kind of i i don't know where we're going from here or how much time we have left but um i after college graduated um and got a a job, a pretty good job working at a marketing company, yeah. um, doing, uh, communications, internal communications and, um, inclusion and diversity. And I worked there for like two years and then I got laid off wow. and that was like, I thought that I liked doing this. So like, I love learning about it, but the actual practice of being in it was sucking the life out of me. I mm. was not happy. I mm. was like, miserable and I didn't realize until I got laid off like how much of a blessing that was because I was like just like not the person that I wanted to be yeah and so um I have this degree and I have this like thing that I find fascinating and I love to learn about but do I actually want to practice it and be in that um, realm? No, I don't. Yeah. That's not where I want to be. And so now it's like this whole self discovery of like, what do I, what does bring me joy every day? Um, and what do I want to get out of bed for? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm right there with you. Like I, I, you're, I'm maybe a little older and down the road a little bit, but that's what this is. That's what Crazy Face Uno is. You know, it's like I'm not satisfied with my life and I'm not satisfied with what I'm doing and where I'm at. And like, I let's do this, you know, like let's create yeah. this thing and let's go for it. And if I fail, I fail, but at least I have the motivation. Yeah, to, tried. Yeah. yeah, like this morning, like I, I legitimately, you know, I, I stress out about things and I have my own anxieties and my own mental health that I, you know, struggle with and work with and whatever, but Preach. all in, yeah, right. We all do. And mm. probably thanks invisible children in some ways, but <laughs> uh, we won't go there. <laughs> um, but, um, but, but no, like I, I, this morning, like I, I'm self-motivated to get out of bed, right? Like I, uh-huh. I have two podcasts today. I'm doing back-to-back podcasts, you know, one's a little bit later uh-huh. today, which is fine for me. And, and it works out just, just fine. But 
that's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of mental like yeah. It, it's harder than than people might think. And well, uh, you have to be mentally like I I do appreciate this because you are very um you know you're listening. I wish we didn't need right. a podcast to have conversations like right. this. You know, like yep. it's been eight years since we've talked or whatever seven years right. i don't know um and this is such a like a nice yeah conversation and i'm learning know? so much about you like i'm i've known a lot about you right like right we've known each other we've we've mm-hmm. talked a lot and mm-hmm. we've had conversations uh that was my dog and <laughs> i don't know why he's barking but he uh is got his <laughs> ears on something um sit down buddy that's chancy poo he's my co-host um anyway i um this is really awkward but i have somebody at my door so okay please i'm going to pause this but um we'll get back going i'm sorry one second all right we're back uh (laughs) sorry i had I live in an apartment and they have different services and one is pest control. We we're good. So <laughs> Mr. Pest control man is now on his way, but that was what was going on. Uh, this is part of life, right? Things just happen. So yep. we'll move on. Uh, we were talking about, I believe uh, kind of being self-motivated, whatever, and like kind of doing your own thing. But yeah, this is kind of where this is is spun. You know, I was a youth ministry major. That was my major. I I yeah. don't call myself a Christian anymore. Like I don't. Yeah. That's like, what do I do with that? You know? Yeah, like, totally. I don't want to be a youth pastor. So cool. Mm-hmm. I I don't subscribe to that anymore. So cool. Like now what? Right? Like now mm-hmm. I have this major totally. that I have a four year degree that I can say I've been to college and I have a bachelor's degree and that's great, right? But I'm right there with you, Emily, and so that's kind of where I'm where I'm coming from is that you know you're trying to figure things out and it's okay it's part of life and it's part of where we're at and it sucks it's struggle it's hard and it makes Uh you question the meaning of success and and your worth and your value and um it shouldn't but it does right right and uh yeah I mean I I I don't I've said this many times like I don't consider myself successful I don't but I'm trying to change that perspective because Mm. I'm so grateful for for what I have you know Mm. and like success doesn't mean the things I've done or accomplished or the money I have in my bank account which isn't very much and (laughs) like it, it isn't that but yet I don't know how to measure it any other way yeah so, like, I don't yeah. know how to measure, like... So, I, I kind of want to speak to this really fast. Yeah, because, go for it. Um, like, I think this... I, I've been, I think, fighting against societal pressures my whole yeah. life, not going to college right away, you know, doing things kind of diff- a little bit different than society wants me to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the same with success. Like, I think in order to be a successful person you like it it's what is success right like what is your definition of success because society's definition of success is this money job yeah wife husband partner whatever kids this is like 
the idea of success for, I think, society. Um, but like, so sometimes a successful day looks like getting up, brushing your teeth, getting out of your house, doing something for yourself, putting sustenance into your body, and then calling that good. Like, yeah, success is so much in what the person needs or what like an individual can do. Um, my, but that's um, a mindset. It's a mind frame and I can't get, I'm like, I struggle to get my head around that. My wife, like I've, we've had this conversation many times, right? Like she's, Mm -hmm. she's providing for our family. I am, there is no financial support that I am giving our family right now. My Mm -hmm. wife is 100% doing that and I'm very grateful. I love it. But I'm also struggle with those societal things and this like, need and desire to like be a provider and to provide for my wife and to like yeah you know not be this mooch and to take responsibilities seriously and all this and so like I have hard days and some days that I struggle because I I don't feel like I made the progress or that I wanted to with crazy face uno to get to the point where I'm not financially dependent upon her you know right yeah and like that I can that we can have a, like, if I had a job right now, like, we would be living so well. Like, we could do so many things. And I right. I think about that, and I'm like, is that worth it? Yeah. Is that is that really worth well, it? Well, I think that's just the reality that, like, so my, um, I don't know if this is, like, too much of a tangent, but, like, recently, oh, in the last, it. like, two years, or in the last year or two years, my brother-in-law he um, actually went blind. Mm. And um, so that was like a huge shift, right? Like now, and so I was like one of the primary caretakers for their kid who they had just had two weeks before he went blind. And now he's in the hospital. I'm helping support my sister and her family. Yeah, And it was a long process at 37 years old. He lost his sight. He can't see anything. Wow. He, his idea of success now has to look so different. Yeah. He was a pilot. He (laughs) was, um, like, you know, or he was like getting, he had his pilot's license. He was like going to, um, like that was his goal. Um, he has two kids, you know, he's providing for my sister or helping to provide for my sister. Yeah. And now he can't do any of those things. Yeah. It's like and an identity so, crisis uh, exactly. uh, on a whole nother level. And it's not until I think these things are like taken away from, I get laid off. My brother yeah. has, is blind. Like yeah. these things happen that you, that perspective, I think sinks in with you and you mm-hmm. can kind of understand that better of yeah. like, okay, my idea of success has to change because now I have to, to learn with somebody what it's like to not have my sight. Mm-hmm. So I've had to relearn the world from a blind person's perspective. Yeah. And so I think my idea of like success on a daily basis is like, did I accomplish things to like provide for myself today? And mm-hmm. if I did, then that's a successful day. Yeah. But I think you don't get that. Like you, like we all still struggle, right? Because we want to 
live up to society's expectations or whatever because um, that's what is like the norm. But a lot of people don't can't. They, they that's not something that they can do. Yeah. And so you have to kind of take a step back and say, like, yes, my wife is the primary um, money bag in this family. Yeah. However, how am I supporting her? Am I right. helping to prepare the food? Am I taking care I of the household? You know, like, do. what does this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's like, that's a successful way. Your your wife doesn't have to think about that when she comes home. Right, exactly. And I think that, that like, you don't realize how big of an impact that is when like my sister comes home she doesn't get to relax she doesn't Mm. get to have that she has to think okay what does my husband need what do my kids need sure how can i provide for that yeah whereas like i think if like somebody could help support in that it would be such a helpful thing or like an amazing thing. And I think that's something that's a way that you get to be successful and contribute to, um, your household. Yeah. And you get to be successful as a man. I I completely agree. Like I, I know you're right. Right. Like, yeah. And that's basically what my wife told me as well. I'm like, what, what's your expectation for me? You know, we had, we were sitting down to dinner and I'm like, I just need to know, like I'm struggling like this is like I have this marker of success in my head and I don't think it's realistic. And so like I need to re like calibrate my expectations and like what that means. And yeah. And she's like, well, I don't I don't really know. I was like, well, I know you have expectations. Like even to right. say like I don't have expect like I'm happy. Like I'm happy that you're happy. Like whatever. Like that's cool. But like if I just sat on the couch all day and I didn't do anything, like would would right. that be okay? And she's like, mm-hmm. no. And I'm like, so you have expectations, right? right? Like, exactly. and that's not what I'm doing. But, and she thought about it and, you know, it was a week or two went by and she's like, I think like, I want, I want to come home and I want you to be able to go like, I worked today, I worked hard and I'm happy with where I'm at. Like, that will mm-hmm. make me happy. Like, that's my mm-hmm. expectation. Yeah. And like, I don't like... And I appreciate that because she's basically saying like, you're going to have your own expectations and you're going to have like a higher set of expectations than I have. And I just want you to be satisfied and happy at the end of the day. Right. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. You know, it's a, it's a yeah. working work in progress, but totally. life's just interesting. Like when you can shift that, that mindset, I think I also, I don't know if you can relate to this, but like I have this, like, I want to live life. You know, like I just want to live life to the fullest and I don't want to like be held back. And I, Mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I think we are all constantly holding ourselves back. Right. Yeah. Because in reality, like uh, you're thinking about what your wife is thinking about. Yeah. And you're, and that's hold like your own insecurities or your own, you know, problems with that or whatever you want to call it is holding you back. But if we all just stopped thinking about what other people yeah. cared about or like how we're viewed um, by whatever, then we would be a lot happier and we'd be living our lives um, a lot more fully. But we are um, people's people, <laughs> you know, like we, yeah. we crave that, communication and interaction with other people Mm. and we need i think to do a better job of 
communicating and really asking exactly what you asked your wife, like whether you have a friend or a partner, like who, yeah, whatever, a person in your life that you are around, what is your expectation for this friendship, for this relationship, you know, like for this day yeah, and how can we both meet our expectations? Um, you know, it's, I, I think it's very important because we all just are at, well, Again, yeah, I can't speak for everybody, but I do think that we are all constantly thinking about, um, like, how we're being perceived, yeah. whether that's in how a selfish way up. or, yeah. A, yeah, yeah, like, am I uh, better than this person or, like, yeah. genuinely, like, I don't feel <laughs> like I am yeah. good enough, you know? And it's it's just a silly feeling, but it's it just, it's there. <laughs> yeah you know yeah it really and is I think it's like just one of allowing those... yourself to feel these things is like super important i mean i'm not a yeah. therapist but i you know i think it's important for sure i agree with you i think you're right just to allow yourself to feel those things yeah obviously you uh struck a nerve with that one with that this little conversation because i <laughs> went on my own little tangent we just we just had our own little tangent which is great i love that <laughs> Oh man. Um, so I guess my, I guess my follow-up question to even some of this is like, you know, you mentioned, I wrote it down, uh, like that you basically said, like, I don't know who I want to be, you know, or like, I'm Mm -hmm. trying to figure out who I'm, who I want to be. And so my question to you is like, who do you want to be? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that I can answer that question. Yeah. I think I'm very much in limbo right now. I do see fair. like light, you know, yeah. <laughs> coming. I don't think there's an end of the tunnel. I think it's kind of always just like a different path that we're going on. But 100%. Um, I have kind of like rediscovered my, you know, love of the outdoors, you know, talking about like growing up in my childhood like it's something that greatly impacted me and so I want other people to experience those things as well um but there's like a unfortunately a a big barrier to entry with the outdoors which it shouldn't be um so that's something that I'm kind of like focusing on right now I worked at um a summer camp an environmental summer camp nice um and uh for for the youths and I just like it was um, it was a big reminder of what I love, which is teaching people about the outdoors, because that's where you can find yourself. The outdoors mm. is very unforgiving. Um, you can't there's not a lot of opportunity for mistakes and yeah. you have to kind of sit with yourself. Um, and it was just really amazing to see young people have to do that. Yeah. Um, and kind of say, you know what, like, I'm not the cool kid that I thought I was. This is kicking my ass. Um, and so I found a love for that. And so I'm just kind of pursuing different um, youth development and outdoor um, industry things um, and trying to get more people of color outside. And yeah, just, yeah, I think it's an important um, thing for everybody. That's awesome. And kind of resetting and uh, getting rid of society's expectations. I think the outdoors is a great way to do that. So here, here. Um, I, I found my love for that. And so that's kind of where I want to be in the future. That's so cool. Thanks. Do you have any like people uh, from your past or in, in your life that 
inspire you that you would call a hero or um, people that you know you've looked up to or have have helped you get to where you are today? I think I probably talk about them too much, but my family, uh, yeah. for sure. Like I, my, like I said, my brother-in-law went, went blind mm-hmm. and my sister, uh, they both actually had, um, brain tumors, wow. um, my sister and her husband and life just kind of shit on us really quickly. Yeah. Um, and my watched my parents just step up and help take care of my nephews, help take care of my sister, my brother-in-law who they don't have, uh, you know, they're not indebted to that person, you know, like that's not their blood, but they have Mm -hmm. like, you know, completely changed their lives, uh, their lives to kind of, um, to support them. And I think that's just like, they've always been my heroes. Um, yeah. Um, which is whatever corny, but, I think, you know, they've, they've made me the person that I am today. They've shown me nothing but kindness and how to give kindness to other people. And I'm very grateful for them. It's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, what would you say you're most proud of to date? <laughs> um, it's a big one. I know. <laughs> Bomb I think just I'm proud dropped. of a lot of things. <laughs> I think I'm proud of a lot of things. Um, uh, but one thing um, that always comes to mind is we've talked about this. I wasn't a good student. Um, yeah. I wasn't very um, academically inclined. Um, but I was like a really nice person, right? So in my high school, there's like this award for being. Um, it was called the Christ the King Award, and it was basically like the person who exemplified the uh, my school spirit and like yeah whatever. And I got that award, and I don't want to sound like a total brat, but like that was kind of expected, right? Like I was a nice kid, I was sure. very helpful to everyone, I did these things, whatever. No, just but reality, I also right? got the chemistry award, which was not expected. Nice. I like was not I did not yeah there were like AP chem students who obviously like should have gotten this award because they were like gonna probably be chemists um but I took like the freshman class chemistry my senior year and my chemistry teacher was like could tell I was struggling but I was always like I tried really hard I think it was the first time that I like went to the public library and just like put all my notes out and like really tried to like be successful at something in Mm -hmm. school, like academic wise. And so I put a lot of effort into learning this chemistry, even though it was like a freshman class that I was taking my senior year. And my professor, I like, like saw that and I didn't know that he really saw that. And he did this like little, um, speech and gave me the chemistry award my Uh senior year and I was like bald like a little b-i-t-c-h because I was like (laughs) so proud of myself for doing something yeah like academically yeah and hard and it was hard for me sure it was the freshman class but like or the freshman yeah the freshman class but I was like 
it was something that I really tried hard at and I was successful and I got recognized for it. And it was, it's something that I'm still proud of. I it's in my room. I'm looking at it right now. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you ever think about your legacy? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> I know. If you can't tell, we're like kind of getting towards the end. So I'm, yeah, I'm like working yeah, towards yeah. closing things out. Stuff. But uh, yeah, I've got these like some of these questions, and these are some of like the fun ones that I saved to the end. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, when you look back in your life, what what are the things you want to be remembered for? Or, I yeah, know. I think I think about it. <laughs> I don't know if like. Um... I think about it. I do think about my legacy. I I want um, to be remembered, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know what, like, by whom or what that looks like. Sure. But I think, um, I think everyone does, right? Yeah. I, I Honestly, and, you know, we, we kind of, to tie things back in, you know, the, the loss of a couple of my friends and, and of Alex mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just thinking about the legacy of, of people, you know, when, when they've gone too soon and they're no longer in your life, you think about and you, you we talk about people with this like reverence and this type of, you know. Yeah. And I it's kind of spurred that question in, in a lot of ways of like, well, and it's made me think it's made me look back on my life and look a little more introspectively and go like, well. Who, who do I want to be, you know, like legitimately, who do I want to be? Like, who, what, what is it that I want people to remember me for? Like, yeah. and yeah, I think that's so hard because a lot, like the people, I think this brings, this question brings out my insecurities a lot Sure. because it's like, uh, the people close to me who have passed recently, um, Alex Collins, like, I mean, he was such, like, a personality and Mm -hmm. just, like, a kind, I don't know, like, how he did so many different things, and um, then my cousin actually was killed in the wildfires in California. Oh, no, I'm so Um, sorry. And he was, thank you, yeah, he was fighting the fires, and um, he's, like, an incredible person, right? Like, he's a firefighter. He is um like a noble profession um he was an outdoorsman you know like he was just like an all-around good personality good vibes to be around um you know has like the most beautiful wife and beautiful son that he leaves on and um you know it's been devastating for my family and he's somebody that I think about every day when I wake up and it's like I just don't feel like I'll ever have that sort of legacy, um, and I don't. I think that's just my insecurities. I'm sure yeah. people will remember me, you know, yeah. if and when I pass. Um, I hope that I don't have to think about it too much, yeah. and that I pass, you know, very late in my life, and that the people are already gone or like you know that would remember me like i'm the last to die if you will sure um well perspectives everything and yeah i I get it like i I honestly do because i um i feel similarly 
the way you just yeah. mentioned that. Like, I don't know how I would answer that question. Uh, I'll be pretty frank with you on that. But yeah. um, it's hard. Yeah, because I, I, my own worst like enemy as well. You know, like yeah, I'm hardest exactly. on myself. Your so own worst yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I appreciate your honesty and you know that yeah. that vulnerability for sure. Last question. Yep. Looking back, what advice or what would you tell little Emily? Oh man. Um this is your you're so skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Emily. You're the best. You're the best. That was so great. <laughs> Let's wrap it up there. What else you wanna say anything? Any closing remarks, anything you wanna to leave, uh plug whatever you want. You know, talk about whatever you want. So I have nothing to plug. My the only thing is I think we've talked about just love on your like the people around you. Um, especially your family. If you don't have a close family, find the people who you do consider to be like your family and hold on to them and just love on them and yeah, if people need anything, I'm always here. <laughs> love it. And I truly believe that. I know you you mean that as well. So yeah, yeah. Thank for you sure. so much, Emily. I really appreciate you coming on and, and yeah, talking you're with welcome. Us. Thanks. This has been fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's great. All right, thank you all so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Please visit us on Facebook and Instagram, where you can like and comment on our posts. If you want to go above and beyond, please share the Crazy Face Uno podcast with your friends and family, or just random strangers on the street. We're welcome to everyone. Once again, please visit crazyfaceuno.com to purchase our merchandise and donate. Your contributions help us tell more stories like Emily's and the stories just like yours. Thanks again for listening. We love you all. Peace!